hello and welcome to the already loved podcast i am your host carly g nipe and today is the last episode of season one makes me emotional to think about the fact that season one is already over i honestly when i started this out i did not think that i would be doing it in seasons i was just like oh i'm just gonna release episodes every week and it'll be fine and there will be no need to rest and then i was like literally eight episodes in, i was like yeah I definitely need a break and not a break because I don't want to do it, but a break because it is a lot to have a word, steward it, filter it through the Lord, write it all down and then record it and edit it. So it's like you're reliving the same word a million times and then it means nothing to you at the end of it. And also you're like, is this even anointed? Is this even good? Is anyone going to be blessed by this? And, you know, you guys are all so, so sweet and have really encouraged me that this has blessed you. And so thank you so much. It's really honestly a creative outlet for me, but also a way that I can just kind of say what the Lord has put onto my heart for us and for you and me. Honestly, I listen to these after the fact and not because I think that it's great because I actually hate the sound of my voice, but it's because I just really feel like there are words that the Lord reminds me of even like, there's times that I'll just be stressed and I'm like, you know what? I really need peace. What did I even say in that episode about peace? You know, and that probably sounds weird, but sometimes the Lord really do be speaking to me with past me. Am I the only one? But anyway, the start of season two is to be determined. Um, but between now and then, I will be praying, fasting, and just really preparing for season two. Um, I really believe that the Lord is going to do something so beautiful, and I don't even foresee it being like, oh, this is going to be huge, this is going to be amazing, but more that it's just going to touch each and every one of our hearts. It's going to touch and move the heart of God, and that is the whole point of this. So, in the meantime, between season one and season two, you can go ahead, listen to the old episodes, catch up, you know, that episode that you skipped because you were like, oh, it doesn't really sound that interesting. I would challenge you, encourage you, listen to it anyway. I'm sure there's got to be something in there that, you know, will bless you. You know, that's the whole point of this. I hope it does. Obviously, we always start with the song recommendation of the day. So today is going to be one of my old favorites, something I listened to back in high school, and it's called Abba by John Mark Pantana. And no, that is not Abba, that uh, Sky Bison in Avatar. I'm talking about Abba, which is the word for father, and it is A-B-B-A such a beautiful worship song and one that honestly kind of ties into today's episode. Today, we will be talking about rest and I think this is the perfect way to end season one because, you know, guess what I'm going to be doing between season one and season two? I will be resting and I think rest is important for very, very many reasons. It is biblical, it's beautiful, and it's something that we don't do very often in today's world, in today's society. When I think about rest, obviously, when I'm resting from the podcast, it's not because I'm like, oh, I need a break. This sucks. I love what I do and I love this so much, but it really is a labor of love and it is a lot of time and effort and energy put into something that, you know, there's not a lot of return. I think the return for me is the treasure in heaven, but also just knowing that I'm being obedient to the Lord. But like I'm talking about, there's really no monetary return. And I'm not saying like it's all about the money because it's not, but it is an hourly. This is spends a lot of, I spend a lot of time doing this. And yeah, so just wanting to make sure that it is worth my time, that I don't do it and burn out, you know, that I'm not doing it for affection or for attention or for um, affirmation, but doing it from a place of knowing that I'm already affirmed, knowing that I'm already loved and yeah, kind of working from that place. So I just kind of wanted to touch on why I'm taking a break for a second, why there's going to be seasons instead of just never ending episodes, because yeah, I think it's good to explain the why behind things. 
I will be so honest with you guys. I often find it really hard to rest and really hard to stay still. When I was younger, I was tested for ADHD because my parents thought that I, you know, got distracted very easily, couldn't really focus in class. And, you know, I feel like our entire world is like an ADHD world. Everyone makes jokes on YouTube posting saying, I don't think I can watch YouTube anymore because I'm so used to TikTok where I get like 15 seconds and everything is just like built into that 15 seconds and then I'm immediately satisfied. And it's like, man, this is just a perfect picture of our society about how we really can't stay still and we can't just focus on one thing at a time and stay in waiting or stay in stillness. You know, if we're needed to, we really don't ever want to, you know, like we never want to sit or stay in one spot or focus on one thing for too long. And that can become very dangerous because it means that we're very distracted and we're very restless. And when I'm distracted and restless, that's not when I make the best decisions in my life. <laughs> but yeah, rest is not just a thing that we do. It's not just an action, but it can be a lifestyle. And it's a place that we might remain in with Jesus all the time, something that we can remain in. So that's really what we're going to be talking about. This is going to be a very practical episode, but it's also going to be a very spiritual episode. So buckle up. I'm going to go ahead and pray us in. Dear Lord, we love you. And I just thank you so much, Lord, for your goodness. I thank you for what you did in season one. And Lord, I pray that in season two, there will be a double portion of your favor and your blessings. Lord, that we would just draw near to you. Holy Spirit, this is all about you. And so I pray that you will just guide and move me, Lord, in the direction that you need this podcast to be moved. Lord, I thank you that even for the one person that this is for, if there's, if it only ever blesses one person, Lord, I thank you that it did. And I thank you for using me. Lord, you could have called anyone to start this podcast, but I'm so, so thankful that you chose me, Lord. And I just pray that over every single person listening right now, that they would immediately feel your peace. They would feel your presence. Lord, we welcome you here. You can come and stay for a little bit, Lord. We want to meet you. We want to have an encounter with you right now. We love you so much. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I know I'm not alone when I talk about the fact that you and I are not naturally restful creatures. <laughs> we are constantly grinding, moving, working, and it can feel very hard to just stop and be still. I think a lot of us think that rest is not productive, that when we're sitting and doing nothing, that it's exactly that. We're doing nothing. We're not making any moves. But honestly, rest is one of the most productive things that you can do. Trust me, I wish that I had a lifestyle that was very restful, but honestly, my day actually consists usually of like going straight from class to work to crew to hang out with friends and trying to fit the gym and reading the Bible somewhere in that mix. And even over COVID quarantine in March, I just remember getting like the most sleep that I've ever had, but still not feeling rested. And I think that just goes to show that rest is more than a physical activity, but it is also a spiritual and mental and soulful break. It's something that we all need. I used to pride myself, and my friends will tell you in high school, I was so busy and I would pride myself on how busy I was. I was just literally not an available person. I was always moving, always pushing myself to the max, and then like literally taking it out on everybody that I loved. <laughs> but I'm so happy to say that now I have found what I was missing, and that was constant abiding with Jesus and a Sabbath day consistently. And my schedule didn't change. The things that I was doing wasn't changing, but my heart set did. And that's what we're going to learn today. 
the lifestyle of grinding always, never stopping, 24-7, always moving, that's not really sustainable for anyone unless you're like a psychopath. And, you know, if that lifestyle sounds a lot like you or even if you don't have a lot of things on your calendar but you just have a lot of things going on in school, in life, in family, then this episode is for you and I to just both learn together. I took a couple notes about rest as I was praying about this. Number one, Jesus rested. God rested. In John, it says, when he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. Jesus himself went away from the crowds and he would rest and just be with the Father. And it dawned on me the other day, and I think I shared this with my friend, and I definitely explained it way better then, and I'm going to try to explain it again now, but I realized that Jesus had about three years of ministry, right? And 40 of those days were spent fasting and in prayer in the desert. You know, that's when he was being tempted by Satan, but you know, before he was being tempted, there were 40 days of just prayer and fasting where it was literally just him alone in the desert praying and focusing on God. And I think that's just one of the many instances of Jesus being seen going away from the crowd to pray. So this is not the only time that he did, but I realized 40 days out of three years is more than like a whole month just spent praying and just being with the Father. And if Jesus, who was perfect, rested for that long of amount of time, 40 days of doing no ministry or doing absolutely nothing in in the world's eyes as productive, how much more should we rest? If Jesus did it, how much more should we? You know, Jesus was perfect. He didn't actually need to rest, but he did to show us how to do it. And, you know, we all know in Genesis, by the seventh day, God finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested. And God himself, the creator of the universe, rested. So must we We've heard all this before. I know you definitely have, but I just wanted to kind of provide context for what we'll be talking about when it comes to rest. Another observation I had about rest is that rest should be your first response, not your last resort. And I've heard this about prayer. You know, people say prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. And they're talking about, you know, like if things in life happen, emergencies, whatever. But I thought it also applied to rest as well you should be proactive in prioritizing your rest. It shouldn't just be a response. It shouldn't just be something you do after you work really hard. It should be something that you do before. So what do I mean? I mean, taking time out of your day at the beginning of your day and just rest. And don't do it because you've like reached the end of yourself at the end of the day and you're like, oh, time to finally like sit on the couch and like watch three hours of TV. No, it's more of like being proactive. And by being proactive about our rest, we actually prevent ourselves from burning out. Both of my grandparents passed away from cancer, and this was years back, but I've learned that cancer is much easier prevented than it is treated after the fact. You know, like it's so much easier to prevent cancer by the lifestyle you're living now than to treat it when your body is, you know, deteriorating and it's so much harder to keep up with cancer and how how quickly it spreads and how quickly it, you know, moves in your body. But all that to say, obviously, we're not talking about cancer, we're talking about rest, but Don't let the cancer of burnout and shame and overwhelmingness infect your soul by not taking the correct steps of preventing it. I think practically, this looks like spending the first of your day in the presence of God. I try my best in the morning. I really try hard not to check my phone, social media, text messages, games, whatever it is, before I spend my time with Jesus. And my mentor once told me to let Jesus be the first face I see every day and the first voice I hear. And I love that because psychologically, the first voice, the first face that we see every day really sets the tone for the rest of our day. And this is accurate. I know this is because in high school, my brother used to wake me up in the morning super early, 
and be like, Carly, time to get out of bed, blah, blah, blah. And it was like a super stressful experience for me. And I just remember like hating waking up early because then it was like, oh my gosh, I knew that it was going to be stressful, that it's going to be chaotic. Luckily, my brother is not a very stressful or chaotic person anymore. He never really was. It was just more of waking up early in the morning and I always made him late. So, you know, that's on me. But (laughs) all that to say, spend the first part of your day in the presence of God. Let him be the first face you see because he is love. He is joy. And so when you start your day off that, it really sets a tone for your soul and it sets your heart right. You know, imagine the first thing you're seeing in the morning is, you know, someone on Instagram living their best lives. And then it just reminds you about how you're just going to school, going to work, and you just feel like worthless after that, you know? And that's just one example, but, or checking text messages. Maybe you get like a really urgent text message. It's like, oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. I need this, this, this from you. And then you're immediately stressed that day, you know? practically it just means taking the first of your day and giving it to the lord and you know even though yes we're doing that for the lord we're also just doing it for ourselves so that we're able to just have peace first thing in the morning i don't know about you but mornings can sometimes be a little bit hectic and i would just love to have peace first thing in the morning another action that's really restful to me is consistently deleting instagram and snapchat off my phone All of my friends know that if they DM me in the middle of the week or if they snap me, I probably will not get to it. And this can be hard if Instagram or Snapchat are ways that like you feel connected to people, but we shouldn't rely on these apps to boost our self-esteem or self-worth. And so it's restful to me because I'm losing attachment to the apps. I'm losing attachment to needing affirmation constantly on social media. And, you know, I'll re-download it or re-sign in when it's the weekend or when I have a break. But I really try my best during the week to really limit my time on social media. And, you know, some people have enough self-control to just, like, keep the app open on their phone but just not go on it. But I'm sadly not one of those people. And I have just had to be really extreme with myself and completely remove the app from the equation by just deleting it so that's something that I do it's really restful to me and I highly recommend if you you know kind of just need to get the clutter out of your head sometimes social media can really just be like another very loud voice in your life so always good to just minimize that another way that you can make rest your first response instead of your last resort is by consistently having a day during the week to rest and this is called a sabbath day Later in the episode, I'll talk a little bit more about what a Sabbath day actually looks like, but having a day out of your week is really just so, so beneficial to your health. God did it. He rested on the seventh day. So find that seventh day, find that Sabbath day where you can just completely rest and be with the Lord. Like I said, we're going to go into way more detail what that looks like later in the episode. But the next observation that I had about rest is rest is a necessity, not a reward. It is a gift to us and not a reward for our behavior. So that's really where the title of this entire episode came from. It's a necessity. It's a gift to us. It's not something that we do after the fact. It's not something we reward ourselves with, but it's something that is necessity. It is needed. That's the first thing you need is rest. You don't need it after, you know, like it's not supposed to be a reward. And I posted this on Instagram a while ago, but When we treat necessities as rewards, we're actually dehumanizing ourselves and it stops us and strips us of our abilities to function normally as human beings. It decreases our self-worth. So what do I mean by this? If you tell yourself, oh, I'm not going to eat until I finish this assignment or I'm not going to sleep until this project is done, that is 
really not a healthy way of looking at anything because you have to eat, you have to sleep. These are necessities for you. And my sister once told me, I remember I was like super stressed about this assignment that I was trying to finish. And I was just like, okay, I'm not going to eat until I do that assignment and like finish it. And she was like, Carly, no, you have to eat first. Like don't, don't treat that as a reward because this is food. You have to eat first. And it really just kind of took me aback because I was like, you're right. Why am I treating something that I need, something that my body literally physically needs as a reward? This should not be a reward for me. This is the bare minimum, you know? So, I mean, obviously if you have a project that's like due that night and you procrastinated, you should probably finish it before sleeping. But I'm just talking about things that aren't due that night. You know, you need sleep, you need rest, you need food. And these are necessities and not rewards. So give yourself grace. And so that's what I mean when I'm talking about how rest is a necessity. Rest is a gift. It's not a reward. We shouldn't treat rest as like, oh, I finally get to, you know, like, no, this should be the first thing that you do before all of it. And I'm not talking about taking a five-week vacation before you have school. Like, (laughs) now what I'm talking about, what I really mean is in your day-to-day, you know, taking that time in the morning, slow morning, just giving yourself time to exist as a human being before you have to do a bunch of things. You know, you constantly have to show up for people. You constantly have to do things for people and even for yourself, for your job, for your work, for your school, whatever it is. And so in the morning when you're having that rest time, that's when you can just do something between you and the Lord or you can do something just for you. And I've said it before on this podcast, but a friend once told me that we should work from rest and not for rest. We should live from a place of rest and abiding with Jesus and not working, working, working to like someday, hopefully, get rest. As we talk about rest, I'm reminded of this quote by Gunnar Gunderson. It says, when work becomes your idol, rest will feel like a sin. And I really do believe we live in a world that idolizes work. We idolize the grind, the 24-7, never stop working, never stop making moves. But this is not how we were meant to live. And not only does it harm us, but it also doesn't glorify God. If you've ever had burnout before, you know how terrible it is. You just completely run out of rope and you just kind of reach the end of yourself. And honestly, burnout happens when we least expect it. Just like how your phone dies at like the worst possible time. When you burn out, you will just completely, you know, just it'll like it's like your brain stops working. Everything stops working. And so the reason that we want to rest is because rest prevents us from ever reaching that point where we just completely die, you know, like our phones and not die. I just mean like where we completely burn out in that moment. I reread my notes from a worship service a while back and I saw a quote from Michael Koulianos and it says, when you understand the rest of Jesus's presence, you understand how demonic unrest is. And demonic might seem like a really extreme word to use, but I honestly don't disagree with it. I think demonic in this context just means something that is demon-like or something that is evil. And if you think about it, this world is binary, you know, like it's black and white. So it's either like something is either from God or it's from the enemy. You know, there's no in-between, there's no gray area. And so if God is peace, rest, comfort, and all these good things, then that means that the opposite, unrest, chaos, confusion, overwhelmingness, is demonic. It's from the enemy. And that explains so, so much because it takes us to our next point. The enemy does not want you to experience the rest of Jesus. If you've ever seen Hamilton, the musical, you know that there's this scene where Alexander Hamilton is really tired, really weary, and just really distracted. He was working, working, working nonstop. That was the whole point of his career and his song is nonstop. Um, (laughs) I need to stop. But um, anyway, so he was like super, super stressed, super tired, and just exhausted. 
And that was when this woman, Mariah Reynolds, who he was not married to, came up to him and tempted him. And then eventually he cheated on his wife. And, you know, you'll notice that it was when when Hamilton was tired and weary and distracted by work that he was more susceptible and more open to being tempted and being distracted. I've never made a bad decision when I'm rested in the Holy Spirit and full of the peace of Jesus. Never. And that just goes to show that the more distracted, unrested, exhausted you are, the less capable of doing the will of the Lord you are. And that doesn't mean that God can't use you. It's just that when you're, you know, when you've gone weeks without spending quality time with the Lord, reading your Bible, fixing your eyes on Jesus through worship, you're more susceptible to the lies and the schemes of the enemy. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he does this by distracting you. We've said it before on this podcast, but the enemy cannot destroy you, so he tries his very hardest to distract you and render you incapable of doing what God has called you to do. The last observation I had about this was that it is only in the presence of God that our minds can be renewed in the Holy Spirit. It is only in rest that we can be renewed. We think about that verse in Romans, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind in the Holy Spirit. And only then will you be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I have found myself to be the most sharp-minded and helpful and productive when I'm well-rested, not only physically, but also spiritually. If we are rested and we are abiding with the Holy Spirit, then we will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Then we'll be able to know the answer to that decision that we're trying to make. We'll be able to say yes or no to those plans and see if it's going to be a good thing for you. You'll be able to, you know, make all these decisions and just have such a clear mind and just a sharp mind in life when you are rested. You know, you don't make very good decisions. You don't make very clear decisions when you are really tired and really exhausted. And this is why rest is so important. So a couple very practical things that we can do this week, next week, this month. Number one, check your heart. Ask yourself, am I in a place right now to really, really receive rest? And if you're not, then just ask the Lord in prayer to bring you to that place, a place to desire quiet stillness with him. It's really hard and it's not in our fleshly nature or our fleshly desire to want stillness. You know, it's not easy to just sit in the presence of God for an extended period of time. If you've ever been to a worship night, something sometimes those things can last like hours, like five hours almost. I've been to worship nights that have lasted about five hours. And it takes honestly like a spiritual skill to linger in the presence of God for that long. Obviously, there's a bunch of people there, so it's a lot easier because everybody's doing it. But even in your quiet time, when you're with the Lord, it's just him and you, it can be really hard to just be still. So you can ask the Lord to help you in your weakness. You know, in our weakness, that's when his strength can pour through the best. And so in our human weakness, we can ask the Lord, hey, Lord, can you please help me? Help me love you. How beautiful is that? We have a God who wants to help us love him and not because he's selfish, but because he's so selfless. He wants to help us help ourselves. You know, he wants to help us love him. And I've tasted and I've seen that the more that you have that restful stillness with the Lord, the more you'll wonder why you ever went without it. You know, the more you have it, the more you want to do it more. So check your heart, ask yourself if you're in that place to receive that rest and then act on that in your quiet time. Stay a little longer, linger a little bit and let yourself really, really rest in his presence. Press in deeper and he'll take you there. We just have to initiate that and ask him to take us there. 
another practical thing we can do is every morning choose restfulness. So we were already talking about this a little bit, but practically every morning you should get up and spend some time with Jesus, whatever it is, even if it's five minutes or 50 minutes, just spend some time in his presence in prayer, meditation, worship, reading his word, whatever it is, just look at his face. Every single morning that I have done that, I have had such a better day than when I didn't. There are some mornings that, you know, you're just kind of in a rush running out the door. And every single time that I've done that, I have been like so stressed that day. That day was not a very productive one for me. But the minute that you just look at his face first, that is rest. That is peace. And so you're able to go throughout your day with the heart set and the mindset and through a filter of peace. Instead of a filter of stress or anxiety or whatever it is that you're going through, you're able to kind of see everything through that filter of rest. So definitely, definitely every morning choose restfulness and it will help you be a better steward of his presence and be a better follower of Christ and just be a better person because I am like not a good person when I'm not with the Lord. So definitely go ahead and do that. Another just practical thing we can do is find a specific Sabbath day to rest. Your Sabbath day is a day spent with you and Jesus. You know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. This is the part where I'm going to go into detail about it, but It's more than just a day where you don't work, but it's one where you intentionally rest and rejuvenate. Think about it. You spend the whole week doing things that you have to do. You have to go to work. You have to go to school. You have to do your homework. But the Sabbath day is a day where you do what you want to do and you do it with the Lord. So, you know, on your Sabbath, be intentional with the Lord. Read more of the Bible than you normally do. Pray longer. Sit a little longer in his presence and don't rush through the motions if you normally do. It's a day spent with Jesus, just you and him. For me, my Sabbath day is Sundays. I really try not to do homework because I try to finish it all before Sunday. I don't work. I don't answer emails. I don't answer really calls unless I have to. And they're from like my family or friends. But Sabbath looks different for everyone. And I can't tell you what you can or can't do. But it's about your personal conviction to the Lord. So for some people, serving at church on Sunday like isn't restful, but for others it is. So kind of, you know, decide for yourself and with the Lord what that looks like for you and what Sabbath would be for you. The questions that I like to ask myself when I'm deciding whether or not to do something on a Sabbath day is, number one, will this inspire me to draw closer or further from Jesus? If I'm about to watch a TV show, is this TV show going to draw me closer to Jesus or not? Even if it's like the Great British Baking Show and there's nothing bad about it, is this going to like distract me or is this going to actually draw me closer to the Lord? Number two, does this please the Lord? You know, we can have a Sabbath day, but we could be doing something that's not work, but it also doesn't please the Lord. So really ask the Lord like, hey, I want to do something that honors you on this day because we're supposed to remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And, you know, to keep it holy doesn't just mean to put it aside and make sure it's special, but also doing holy things, you know, doing things that aren't unholy. So yeah, that doesn't mean that you have to like go to a synagogue and pray 20 times. It's more of just like making sure that what you're doing pleases the Lord and that it's not sin, LOL. (laughs) The third thing that I ask myself is, is this restful to my soul? Like, will I be more or less rested after I do this? (laughs) And even if it's like something that's like, I love playing volleyball, That is something that, you know, it wouldn't be restful for my body, but it would definitely be restful for my soul because it's something that I love to do. So on your Sabbath day, ask yourself, is this activity restful to my soul? And from there, you can decide whether or not you should do it. For me, binging an entire season of a TV show is not very restful to my soul because it actually would probably just make me feel like a potato. 
But for someone else, that might be really restful. So just decide for yourself what that looks like. Do everything in moderation. Don't be too crazy with it. But, you know, whether it's a hobby like sewing or painting or writing music, or even if it's just reading a book, your Sabbath day will bring rest to your soul. And for some, doing this once a week may not be possible for you. And that is totally okay. You know, God knows your schedule. He knows what you can or can't afford to do in this season of your life. But I would recommend just try to have a Sabbath day at least once periodically weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, just keep it consistent. And once again, this is a preventative and protective measure for your soul. Two more things that I think are really practical. Rest is a lifestyle. I've repeated this a couple times, but you know, rest isn't just a thing we do, but it's a place we enter. Hebrews 4 verse 9 through 11 says, there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. I love how it says enter rest. And it's not like rest is just simply a thing that we do, but it's a place that we enter. It's a heart set and a mindset that we can remain in throughout the day. I don't even remember if this was a prophetic word that someone gave me, a vision the Lord showed me, or just really an analogy and a message, but I'll never forget this imagery. Imagine that you are being held by the Lord and in his arms. He's just like picking you up and holding you like how you hold a baby. And he's just carrying you. This is where we are always meant to be. This is where we are meant to remain. Physically and figuratively in the spirit, you know, this is communion. And so just staying in that place in his arms, we never have to leave that place. We can just stay there. That even when we're going to class, going to work, going to sleep, or whatever it is, we can always remain in his arms and let him carry us throughout the day. So when I start to feel stressed out or overwhelmed by my workload or with the events happening in my life, I just remind myself that my spirit, I'm being carried by Jesus and I have to choose to remain there. And that goes into the last practical point, which is we have to fight for our rest. I wish I could say that rest is just something that naturally comes, that it just happens. But honestly, it is a lifestyle that you truly have to fight for. In that Hebrews verse that I just read, it says, make every effort to enter that rest. We must make every effort to enter rest. No more passive, hopeful resting, like put it on your calendar, make it a priority, have friends that hold you accountable for it. If you don't fight for your rest, then rest will never come. And this isn't like a striving, flailing, fight for your rest more. It's more of like a put your foot down and putting your hands on your hips and just deciding with self-control and self-discipline that we have to prioritize our rest. And it will be so worth it for you if you just decided today to choose a rest day, schedule a Sabbath day, put it in your calendar. It might seem really unproductive to just sit around and check nothing off of a to-do list, But I have found that it is the most productive thing for me. It is the most productive to literally sit and rest in the presence of God, read my Bible, read a good book, write in my journal, call my mom, eat dinner with my brother, hang out with a friend who brings me closer to Jesus. All of those things, these are so restful. And because you're recharging, you're plugging back into the power source that is the Holy Spirit, and you're just allowing yourself to take a break. I have found that I start to look forward to my Sabbath day. You know, like I'm like, oh, I can't wait to finally just sit down and read a book, enjoy a cup of coffee and sip, holding the mug with two hands, you know, taking deep breaths and just letting myself be. My mentor once told me that when we're with Jesus, we don't have to do anything or be anything. 
we can just simply exist. We don't have any responsibilities. You know, there's no pressure or stress with Jesus, no weight on our shoulders. You just get to be a daughter or a son. I think I saw this on a post once, but it said, we are human beings, not human doings. We are meant to be loved here in the present, and you don't have to earn that love. I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you so much, Lord, that you've created us for rest, that we don't have to fight, that we don't have to try to win rest, but that it's a gift from you. Lord, I thank you that we can come to you when we're weary or burdened and that you can give us rest. I thank you that you are gentle and humble in heart, Lord, and that we'll have rest for our souls. And I just pray over this week, Lord, that you would just give us a fresh revelation of what that looks like, that this morning, tomorrow morning, whatever morning it is, Lord, that we would just decide to honor you with our lives, with our schedules, and with our bodies, Lord, and just give ourselves rest. Lord, we just want to dwell in your presence right now. Jesus, show us your face. Lord, I just pray over the person listening to this. I pray that everything that you have given me, that you have shown me about rest, Lord, that you would give it to them. That they would be able to experience your rest in a supernatural way. That no matter whatever situation is going on at home, whatever they're going through, Lord, that they would just be able to right now enter your rest. So I pray that over them and their lives, I pray that over their families, I pray that over their friends, Lord, that you would just bless the work of their hands and that they'd be able to just lean back and that they would be able to be carried by you. Jesus, you are so good. And I thank you that you delight in giving us rest, that you delight in giving us peace. Thank you so, so much, Lord. And we praise you. We put you in your rightful place right now. And we love you so, so much. And it's in Jesus' precious and mighty and holy name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can always let me know by reposting and tagging at already loved podcast on Instagram. Like I said, this is the final episode of season one. And that honestly just makes me really emotional, but it has been an amazing time. We will return to the podcast in a couple weeks, a couple months. I don't know, but when we do, I cannot wait for you to hear what we have planned for season two. I'll give you some hints. We have some fun topics coming up like comparison, authenticity, navigating friendships, navigating spiritual highs and lows, singleness, and I'm also having brand new guests. I'll give you a hint again, my sister and possibly my infamous, very often mentioned mentors. So, you know, let's be real, this podcast would not happen without them in my life. So make sure you tune in for season two. I'm so, so excited for you guys to hear it. If you're following the podcast Instagram, go ahead. If you're not, it is already love podcast on Instagram and you'll be able to keep up and keep in touch. Hear all the updates for when we will return in season two. As always, I love you guys so, so much. And thank you so much for listening. Share this episode with a friend or family member or someone that you think would be blessed by it and have an amazing day. Peace out. (laughs) 